Welcome to Voices from the Cathedral, a podcast that brings you sermons, discussions, and other performances from the Cathedral of St. John the Divine in New York City. On Sunday, September 3rd, the Right Reverend Dan Daniel, Interim Dean of the Cathedral, gave a sermon about the failures of saints and the very real distinction between failing and being a failure. I know this is the annual Labor Day weekend. I hope that today all of us will pause in thanksgiving for both having the blessing of work to do and to give thanks for all those, seen or unseen, who labor for the well-being of each of us and all of us. And let us remember today those who have no work and are unemployed. I'm going to preach on sainthood today, but I have to begin with a word of cautions on this Labor Day, a word of caution to all Americans. Woven into our heritage is what is called the Puritan work ethic. We tend to reduce our beliefs to the idea that work always produces the desired outcome, and that if we follow the steps toward the goals we set and we work diligently and hard, we will achieve them. Sainthood is immune to these beliefs. Sainthood is not the result of following the steps in correct order and working hard at it. In the end, sainthood is a gift. It is not a goal. We get there by setting our feet on a path and walking with Jesus. So who is eligible for sainthood? Our readings today list a few major saints, great saints, in the life of the church, Moses, Peter, Paul, and this week we celebrated and remembered Augustine, a fourth century bishop of the church and a great theologian. Well, let's look at our list. First of all, Moses. Well, now Moses was a whiner and a complainer, as we heard in the first reading. He spent a lot of time arguing with God about why he should not have to go to Egypt. Peter, Jesus once called Peter Satan, not a good thing. And later Peter betrays Jesus. Okay, two down. Paul, who once hated the church and persecuted Christians actively. Augustine, who spent most of his youth drinking wine, chasing women, and partying. He was totally self-absorbed and drove his mama to distraction. This may not be the shining list of candidates we might have thought hood for sainthood, a whiner, an unfaithful friend, a total narcissist, and a wastrel. 
we tend to think of saints as people who have arrived. They're better than we are. They understand God, and God especially likes them. We think of saints often as shining examples of how we ought to live our life. And in doing so, we also imagine that the saints have avoided all the trials and tribulations, temptations and mistakes that we mere mortals make. In this way of imagining, sainthood becomes a way of escaping the realities of life. It becomes a form of immunity from difficulty, a form of serenity far removed from the messiness of life, rising above the everydayness of our ordinary life. Sainthood becomes, in this view, a status earned by hard work and beyond the reach of mere mortals. But there's more to the story. Here's the first truth about sainthood, and it's demonstrated by Moses the whiner who had no self-confidence, Peter the unsteady friend, Augustine the profligate, and Paul, intense Paul, who was so quick to judge and to persecute. The first truth of sainthood is that God has low standards in people. That means there's room in sainthood for you and me. Who among us hasn't either in small or large ways whined, complained, made life miserable for others, lied, hated, been unfaithful, self-centered, failed, betrayed? Here is the first truth about sainthood. The starting point for sainthood is a flesh and blood human being. The second truth of sainthood is that saints are not made all at once. As a friend of mine said one time, none of us is born full growed. Moses whined at God. But eventually and reluctantly, he went to Pharaoh. Peter, hot one moment, cold the next moment, Peter, both friend and betrayer, learned to trust Jesus. Athanasius, sow your oats, wild child, had a mama who never stopped caring for him. Sainthood is not a once-in-a-lifetime moment, like you're not a saint one moment and then the next you are. Sainthood is a cumulative reality. Sainthood comes after thousands of small decisions, most of them not overtly religious. It's feeling sympathy for the flood victims in Texas and Somalia and sending a check for a few dollars, since often our checkbook is a better indication of our spiritual health and our priorities than our prayer book. Sainthood is growing when you feel your friend's pain and pay a visit or write a note. Sainthood grows when you volunteer at the animal shelter 
Sainthood is paying attention to your spouse rather than taking them for granted. Sainthood grows when we fail at a task or don't keep a promise and then feeling guilt and then making amends. Anytime we feel for another's pain or joy or take an action to better someone's life, anytime we attempt to make amends and reconcile, sainthood is growing in us. Anytime we speak a painful truth or stand against the tide of popular opinion, sainthood grows. These are simple examples of when sainthood is growing in us, but you get the point. If you want a more complete list, you can reread today's second letter of, to the Roman, oh, I'm sorry, the letter to the Romans from Paul that we read for our second reading. It's in the bulletin. All those moments are God moving in our life. Whether or not we respond has everything to do with our saintly growth or diminish, diminishment. Oh, I haven't forgotten Paul. So stubborn, stubborn Paul, so stubborn that Jesus finally had to bop him on the head on the Damascus Road and blind him to get his attention. But Paul was an exceptional case, and his conversion and sainthood was so dramatic and different we keep telling and retelling his story to this day. Sainthood, as Paul knew, is not a continual chain of successes, as our culture would teach us. Paul knew failure. He knew lots of failure. He failed many times, but he never described himself as a failure. They're two very different things, calling oneself a failure and describing one's failure in this way as he did in Philippians. I do not count myself as having achieved, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Failure, failure is a major ingredient of sainthood. Paul knew that failure and perceived self-worth are two very different things. At one point in India's history, people who attended university and failed to graduate were given a card to carry with them that read, Bachelor of Arts failed. The assumption was, that someone who attempted and failed was of more value than someone who had never even tried. Sainthood is as much trial and failure, trial and error, as anything else. Sainthood is not the result of slavishly following a formula. Each saint, every person is unique, but sainthood does have some common ingredients shared qualities that are evident. First, every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. 
Sinners are the raw material out of which saints are made. Second, God has low standards in people. That's why you and I are here today. God works with the human material at hand in forms and shapes in such a way that eventually we are made over and accomplish things we never even dared dream of before. Thirdly, no saint is perfect. Since no human being except one, Jesus, is or has ever been perfect. Sainthood is not a destination. It is not an end result. Sainthood is to be found on the road to perfection, but in the end, perfection is not gained. It is simply a free gift of the one who knew no sin and who came to save sinners. Put most simply, Jesus became human in order that you and I might become divine, not as a goal we achieve, but as a gift of a God who loves us far beyond our small ability to love one another or ourselves. In the last result, we are all saints in God's eyes, whether we think we deserve it or not. In a few moments, we will greet one another as brother and sister saints and share with one another the peace of God as a family. Then we will move to God's table where we will be fed the heavenly banquet of food that wells up into sainthood and into everlasting life for Peter and Paul and Augustine and Moses and you and me and for all who have had a hand in showing us something of what it means to be a saint, something of what it means to follow Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Voices from the Cathedral. The Cathedral of St. John the Divine is the Cathedral of the Episcopal Diocese of New York. It is chartered as a house of prayer for all people and a unifying center of intellectual light and leadership. People from many faiths and communities gather here to worship together, provide meals for the hungry, educate our youth, and host concerts, exhibitions, performances, and civic gatherings. You can find us online at stjohndivine.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at St. John Divine NYC. That's S-T-J-O-H-N-N-Y-C. Check back soon for another episode.